service, killing 11 believers, and survivors fear another attack. Ask God to help these Christians trust Him with their future and pray for peace that passes all understanding. Meanwhile, in northern Brazil, Scripture is being shared for the first time in a language that millions of people speak. A translation team with Spoken Worldwide recently visited a remote village where the language is used. They met a man named Jackson and shared with him an oral Bible recording in his language. He said it was beautiful, and he was excited to hear more of God's Word. Pray for Spoken Worldwide's Brazilian translation team and that Scripture would reach more people like Jackson. Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. I'm Ruth Kramer. WTRJ, Orange Park, Jacksonville, WAYL, St. Augustine, WATY, Folkston, Georgia, online at ilovethetruth.com. Ever had to do an intervention? What about when Jesus' family came to do an intervention on him? True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. Mark chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, the family of Jesus came over to Capernaum. They came to do an intervention on Jesus. They thought he had lost his mind. The one who came to save the lost, they thought had lost his marbles. All these healings, all these people being set free, all these radical new teachings. When's the last time you were called crazy for following Jesus? In Luke 6, 40, Jesus says, a disciple will become like his teacher. Is Jesus so real in your life? His power so working in your life? Has he so changed your life that people think you're crazy because you follow him? True Commentary with Stu Epperson, author of the book, First Words of Jesus. Available now in bookstores or go online to firstwordsofjesus.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Tuesday, January the 16th. We are live from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm David Gray, along with Doug McCary from His Light Ministries, and we are very happy to have you with us as we dig further here into the new year and return, right, Doug, to our study in Mark this week. Yeah, our first time together in 2024 <laughs> that's right it's hard to believe that's right it yeah. has been a while so because we were away for a little bit around christmas and new years and last yeah. week you were here with brad until friday and then and brad's then, away for a couple of days so he's quite, up glad in to be nashville right now snowy nashville yeah right now that winter storm is dumping a boatload of yeah. snow like even in texas i saw that uh, a couple of my friends have uh they help pastor churches out there mm-hmm. and they shut the churches down yeah. man, because it's like snow ice and really <laughs> well cold. it's that it's that you know i you and i never heard this term as kids and it didn't become popular i don't think until the last seems like the last five to ten years but that weather term polar vortex right it's <laughs> yeah. it's the polar vortex um coming down you know from canada and and my son, speaking of Texas, is in Frisco, as you know, been there for a few months now. And yeah, the other morning he woke up to nine degrees and snow. And yeah. when it gets like this, when I hear these temperatures, and we all know, you know, in Kansas City, it was really brutal the other night for the football game. And Oh, it was like, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Six and seven below, right. wind chill, like in the 20s. Like, did you see the, the linemen? Their arms were red. You know, anyone, any who had exposed right. flesh, you know? right. 
my uh, my son sent me a little video, and I've seen things like this before, and actually experienced it growing up in the Northeast. But he sent me uh, it was from the game, and somebody took a bottled water out of a cooler, like at a concession stand. <laughs> But it was so much colder outside of the stand, you know, in the in the elements, yeah. that the bottle of water froze from top to bottom within seconds. Oh my! It was. God. It's a really cool video. But I like going out and looking at temperatures. Like when I know it's really cold, even into the south. Yeah. Going out and looking on my little app at temperatures like in Bismarck, North Dakota, or I looked at Bismarck specifically the other day or yesterday, and place called Yellowknife Canada which is up in the new the northern territories mm. it was the temperature this is not wind chill the mm. temperature in Bismarck North Dakota was 17 below that's crazy and it was 36 below at this place in Canada way up there in the northwest territories well, that is brutally yeah, cold i don't know if you saw some of the some of the post like on social media uh, about electric cars in Chicago or Canada, mm. people were having a very, very difficult yes. time. Yes, and, I saw and that. that brings a really good point. What do you do? The government requires that. I mean, they haven't thus far. Yeah. And cold weather hits. Yeah. Like, you know, even right now, like WMER, WMOX and Meridian, thank you guys for listening. You know what it is right now? It's 29 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. That's three below uh, freezing yep. right now. And uh, It's pretty good how you did that math so quickly. Well, uh, I'm impressed. Hey, I, I couldn't <laughs> spell engineer. Now I are one. You know, anyway, uh, and it's only dropping down. Like, like at 29, right. it's supposed to be uh, tonight go down to 15, mm. I think, degrees there. Yep. 14 degrees. That's considered a very hard freeze. Yeah. It, your pipes can burst. Right. Uh, all kinds of stuff happens. It just doesn't happen that often in the South, so right. people aren't prepared sure. for it. If you're listening out there in our listening audience, uh, please be careful with space heaters, carbon monoxide issues. There's, it, By the way, you can go to Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart. You can get these carbon monoxide alerts that are very helpful. Because it is a real issue in wintertime, especially a lot of people don't think about it. But when you when you bottle everything up and you keep everything inside, you, yeah. it, it's real easy for that to happen with these furnaces going. Or Any type fingers. of uh, fossil fuel yeah. burning yeah. Is, yeah. is a risk. That's yeah. right. So be very careful. Um for our folks in Meridian again, it's going to be it's going to be below freezing. I think tonight in the Jacksonville area as well. Yeah, into well, the early morning hours. Maybe not the hard freeze that is going to happen in Meridian, but going to be below freezing at least for a few hours. Well, yeah. In fact, in fact, I, I was looking at our weather for the next few days. It's going to be cold here for the next few days. We're gonna we're gonna uh, catch those uh, polar vortex. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, uh, whatever tentacles sounds like some uh, kind of a uh, horror yeah, movie yeah, it, or, it does the polar vortex yeah, is coming that's right uh, well it's a good thing brad in here of course he's probably watching the weather channel anyway where he is up there <laughs> but um anyway it is going to get uh cool here uh, I, I was looking up at virginia beach our, our our station the lighthouse up there uh it's 41 but the winds up there are about 20 miles an hour yeah so when you're out in 41 degree weather and it's blowing that hard it feels a whole lot colder like th those guys in kc were experiencing yeah. the other night yep 
Um, so um, it, just be careful, uh, you know, with a um, lot going on, Dave. Like, you know, I know you and I always talk sports and people go, is that a sports program? <laughs> no, it's a men's discipleship radio program. We, we try to limit it. but Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I, I was thinking um, about – what's happened you know Lori was talking to me she goes it's been a weird year in football talking about pro football college football look at it all I mean it's just been really kind of a strange year Mm -hmm. but from the pros perspective you know Dallas gets blown out by Green Bay a team that had one of the worst defenses right um what was the issue like I, I heard a lot of the commentators all the analysts everybody's able to say but you know, Dak Prescott and, you know, um, CD, uh, you know, that the all all pro receiver, mm-hmm. they did not go out there and go, we're going to lose this game. They right. went out there. They wanted to win worse than anybody, sure. Sure. At, at least pregame from a mental standpoint. They, they were not going out there to lose. Same with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Everybody was doubting, you know, the Cowboys, at least a lot of people outside of Dallas. And also the Eagles. And I was just sitting there thinking, you know, the, the Eagles started off like 10 and 1. Yeah. Yep. And everybody had them up on this high pedestal. And I was just thinking about the analogy of life, really. And, and, and golf is so great for this because you know as well as I do, as much as you play, it's not how you drive or start your hole mm. or even start your round how many times have you seen somebody start around and just be on fire the first yeah. six or seven holes and they fall apart yep <clears throat> and then they're not able to recover well the thing is even in our spiritual life it's easy for that to happen and a lot of times you see at least athletes you watch them competing in these these uh events whether it's pro football or college and you watch them. I don't know if you watch. I like watching sideline shots. I like watching what happens to the players after a bad play. Yeah, body language. Yeah. And, yep. And, and and even encouragement, accountability. And, it, you know, you, you came over the other night. We had you, you know, and um, Kelly came over to the house and a, a small group of people that, that meet for accountability and encouragement. It's so important. No matter what you do, whether it's business, whether it's sports, none of us were designed to face issues on our own. Mm. And when when you you could almost read the body language when these guys went off the field, you see the frustration, you see the uh, they don't want to talk to anybody. It happens so often in the spiritual life when you blow it. <clears throat> That is the time you need to talk to somebody. Right. You need somebody to coach you and help you, encourage you. Hey, this isn't over. You know, it's not over. It, but what happens is you get mentally defeated. Mm-hmm. It happens not just on the football field. It happens in life. How many times have you seen it? Yeah. You and I have been around enough guys. Yeah, I've seen it, it in my own life. Mm-hmm. I've, done, I've been guilty of it where you, where you just get, oh, God, God's not going to bear with me this time, yeah. you know, I, or you get mentally taken out, you know, yeah. how can I really serve? How can I call myself a Christian mm-hmm. if I'm 
if I've blown it like this, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's happened to me, so I don't need to look at anybody. I've, I've seen it in other people, but I've seen it most up close and personal in myself. Yes. So. Well, and uh, I, I have to tell you, um, and again, we, we are trying our best. We're going to do our best to stay away from politics as we go into this political season because it is going to be – it's going to be a weird political season, too. Absolutely. I, but when you look at Donald Trump and what he's gone through and how he continues, that is that that he exemplifies tenacity. Yeah, I'll love him or thing. hate him, it's a yeah, perseverance. Yeah, I I, that, I, yeah. I I can tell you right now, I don't know many people that would have done that, and he clearly came out of Iowa as the the dominant yeah. figure everybody said that and it was interesting watching all the news people and so you and i both know that uh our our future is not secure by who's at 1600 pennsylvania that's Avenue. correct and so uh but we also are citizens of this country and everybody who is listening to this voice if you're over 18 you have a responsibility to go and vote and um you know to to go back to what my good friend tommy nelson said back in the 2016 election is you know you don't vote for people you do but you don't because it's what it's what those people have demonstrated Mm -hmm. and where their where their values are uh and one of the problems that we've seen now, I mean, like I never would have imagined our country being at a place where federal workers at the White House are going to go on strike because we support Israel mm-hmm. the way we do. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. That That is so far beyond. If you would have told somebody in this country 40 years ago right. that, right. they would have laughed your head off. They, or they, or I mean, told somebody 20 years ago that most of the po- or a lot of the population mm-hmm. doubts whether or not we can have a fair election. Uh yeah. Well, and you know, that's one of the things that only 4% of Americans in this late one survey said that the political system is working well. Mm-hmm. So 96 or I'm sorry. Yeah, 96% said they don't even believe the political system's working. 85 said they don't trust the government in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. Now think about that. Yeah. How how that affects us as a people, as right. a nation. Right. So uh, anyway, um, well, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad you're here and glad you're listening out there. And we are going to do a review of Mark chapter one. Mark chapter one, as we get ready to at SWAT this week starts tomorrow. Um, and we got a new location for the beach and I'll talk about that when we come back, but, uh, we're going to jump into Mark chapter two, uh, pick up where we left off, but we'll do a quick review this week. You and I will go over it today and tomorrow. And my guest Thursday is Perry Bowers, Dr. Perry Bowers, who's been on here several times out of South Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. well, and just to wrap that, what we were talking about there, you know, we, we talk about the in Calvinism, right? There's the perseverance of the saints. Yes. That when we belong to God, Jesus said no one will ever snatch us from, from his hand. 
And it really, it really should be the perseverance of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the one that stays after us and brings us back when we don't want to persevere. And boy, am I thankful for that. So anyway, we're going to take our first break of the day. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states... Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. There I was on death row, guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary here with you live from Jacksonville. Very glad that you are with us as we start a new week after the holiday yesterday and uh, as we start back in in our study of the Gospel of Mark. And Doug, I know you mentioned before the break that this week on the radio will be a kind of a review of Mark chapter 1, and in the SWAT Bible studies, we'll be getting into Mark chapter 2 this week. Yeah, because if you're just tuning into SWAT, by the way, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and the SWAT radio broadcast um, spawned out of the SWAT Bible uh, study groups, and it's really not just a Bible study. I I really call it a a men's group. Yeah, it's It's, a community. It's a a community of a band of brothers around the word, and um, we, we started Mark back in September and believe it or not, uh, in middle of September to December, we got through Mark chapter one. 
<laughs> which is Speaking good. Speaking of perseverance. Yeah, but the, the good news with that is you understand what it means. And like Ezra, I love what it says about Ezra in Ezra 7.10, that he sought to study God's word, to do God's word, and to teach God's word. And so uh, teaching it is more than just reading through a passage and giving a, an example and moving on. Right. We're, what, I, what we try to do at SWAT is what is, what is the writer intending? And Mark, remember, is John Mark. Most commentators believe, and I do too, that, that John Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark. He was mentored by Peter and Paul. Mm-hmm. He was mentored by Paul at one point, and then Paul broke off. And then a lot of people believe that he uh, became a translator for Peter. And actually, this is from Peter's perspective, written to Roman Christians and uh, to encourage the Christians there who were being persecuted. And he's primarily focused on Jesus as the servant king. He writes about the kingdom of God, discipleship, and in the first seven chapters, Jesus doesn't reveal or affirm really his messiahship except in his actions of what he does. In other words, he's not proclaiming it, um, although he does things, and we're going to study this week at SWAT, he did something that only God could do, right? But he's not publicly revealing through his words that until after uh, Mark chapter 8. Uh, and remember throughout scripture, he's, uh, throughout Mark, he's telling people, be silent. Don't tell anybody. Right. Um, even the demons, he tells them to stay silent. We know who you are, mm-hmm. you're Jesus, the son of God. Right. But, um, you know, Mark, uh, again, is a great example for us because his ministry doesn't start well going back to what we talked about the first segment. He deserted Paul and Barnabas and, um, God restored him to serve Paul again later and to serve Peter. And he's not an apostle. He's not a prophet. um, He's not a pastor or listed as a teacher in scripture, not an evangelist or a leader that we know of. He's just a guy. I love that. He's just a guy Mm -hmm. that God uses and uh, God uses him to write this gospel account, which many believe was the first gospel account written. It's very short, very action-packed, and um, he's used by God to write this, what he calls in verse 1, the beginning of the euangelion of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And it's funny because Matthew and Luke, takes them three whole chapters before they ever get to the public ministry of Jesus. Mark's in it right in mm-hmm. chapter one. He jumps in. It's kind of, I call it the USA Today version of the gospel, you know, I mean, the, the life of Jesus. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit, David, about the euangelion. You know, because you went to Israel with me, most people, when they hear the term gospel, they hear uh, they, they they get this image in their mind of the facts about Jesus dying on the cross, uh, the facts of his resurrection. That's the gospel. My sins are forgiven. That's a part of it. But for the New Testament listeners, the people that Mark was writing to or Paul was writing to or Peter 
when they used the term euangelion, and that's how Mark starts his gospel off, what did it mean? Well, if you go back to Isaiah chapter 40, uh, or Isaiah 52, uh, verse 7, for example, which Paul quotes in Romans 10, you know, blessed is the one who brings, quote, good news in the Septuagint, it's the same word, euangelion, and it means the arrival or the ascent of a king, the good news of the arrival of God. Mm. That's what they would have heard. And there's uh, evidence um, that goes all the way back to uh, uh, Caesar Augustus. When he was born, uh, there was a an inscription found or, or that says, Providence, which has ordered the whole of our life showing concern and zeal, has ordained the most perfect consummation for human life by giving it to Augustus, by filling him with virtue for doing the work of a benefactor among men, and by sending in him, as it were, a savior for us and those who came after us to make war cease, to create order everywhere. The birthday of the god Augustus Mm. is the beginning for the world of the euangelion or good news that has come to men through him so it it was only used to announce a king that was born that was coronated or had a great military victory it's interesting in you reading that obviously that's false about augustus a lot of that it is the proclamation about him but true of jesus Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is you know it it, that's what's it but it shows it. This was a, a secular term. Yes, it was not agreed. a spiritual yep. term. And the people would have understood. Yeah. I know you're getting to that. That that's what it meant. Yeah. The good news is that a God has arrived, bringing peace and order. That's the way they would have heard that. So for Jews and pagans, the Evangelion means arrival of a new monarch. And Mark's letting all his Roman readers know that a new king or savior has come. His name is Jesus. That's his title, the Christ, the Son of God. That's his lineage. Um, you know, John 1, uh, Nathaniel says, you are the Son of God. So Mark is sharing the story of the arrival of the greatest king in history, you know. Um, and so that's really how Mark starts off. And remember, if you're going to have a great king that's going to be coronated or arrive, born, what would they do? They would send out a messenger to let everybody know. Right. Well, that messenger from the Old Testament was um, predicted to be Elijah would, would come, and Elijah would come, and that was John the Baptist. We know from Malachi and mm-hmm. Isaiah, they talk about the forerunner, right? The one who would go before. In Malachi 3.1, it says, my messenger... Uh, and, and so he's talking about the one who would announce and prepare the way for the king's arrival. So God says, I'm going to send my messenger to get your hearts ready. And uh, so Israel was always looking for this Messiah king, and, and they knew that a messenger would come. Mm. So they were always looking. Um, and so that's that's what they were, were doing. Do, and, do you think, Doug, that they were looking for an actual you know, reappearance of Elijah, or did they understand it to be one like Elijah? You know, 
I sorry to I, put you on the I, spot. No, no, with no. That. I, I most of the people I believe would have they were looking for Elijah to come back. Yeah. Because remember, Elijah didn't die. Right. He was Elijah taken. was taken. Yeah. That's um, a good point. And so, but Jesus made the statement that Elijah has come referring to John the Baptist. Right. So we know from what Jesus said that, that Elijah had come. Yeah. But uh, remember Malachi, who is one of the ones that talks about this was the last word of the prophets for four, before 400 years of silence. There was Babylon, there was Persia, there was Greece, and then Rome came in and the Jewish people had been underneath other civilizations and, um, you know, th- God got their attention, took them 400 years for them to be looking, mm. really looking. Does he have to do that with us sometimes? Um, absolutely. Yeah. And so he did. So really that's kind of how we started. And then we, we, you know, if you, if you go back to Mark one and you look at, um, uh, after it talks about Jesus, uh, or John announcing, um, and there's a lot more we went into, but but uh, Jesus was baptized, which was kind of like his coronation, right? And then he had the temptation, not a whole lot given to that time period. We went into it a little more about how it proved he was worthy, that time of testing. And then he began his ministry. And that's really where I want to focus on the rest of our time today with is when Jesus came out, it's one of the few times in the New Testament where Jesus comes out and it says Jesus proclaimed the gospel and then it says what he said, right? Yeah, right. And we we spent four or five weeks on that whole issue kind of analyzing each part of what he said yeah. where he, he said the kingdom of the time is fulfilled, kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel and follow me. Well, it was so important to do that, I think, and very similar to what we did over the summer right when we looked at the book the discipleship or the kingdom gospel i think because like you've always said there's so few places in scripture where it says jesus proclaimed the gospel and then it says what he actually said so good for us to pay attention to what he said oh absolutely it is we're going to take our break here at the bottom of the hour for the news on swat radio glad you're with us 844-777-7928 is the phone number if you want to give us a call And we ask that you stay with us during the break and come back on the other side on SWAT Radio. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas believes Donald Trump's overwhelming victory in Iowa delivered a knockout punch to the rest of the GOP presidential hopefuls. Donald Trump is very strong in New Hampshire as well. And from that point, it only gets stronger for President Trump when he comes to my neck of the woods, South Carolina first, and then the rest, or much of the South. I think after last night's decisive victory, the writing is on the wall here. Cotton was interviewed on the Salem Radio Network. Nikki Haley says she won't participate in the next Republican presidential debate unless former President Trump takes part in it, leaving Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as the only candidate committed to Thursday's event. 
Haley finishing third in Iowa behind Trump and DeSantis. Also at SRNNews.com, National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Shenard says it's bitterly cold in much of the Rockies, Great Plains, and Midwest. You still got wind chills, minus 30, minus 40. Um, wind chills as low as zero all the way down in the portions of Texas, uh, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee. About 110,000 homes in and businesses without power late money, the bulk of them in Oregon after widespread outages that started on Saturday. A New York architect in a string of slayings known as the Gilgo Beach killings has been accused now of the death of a fourth woman. Authorities announced that Rex Hewerman was charged in the killing of 25-year-old Marine Brainerd Barnes of Norwich, Connecticut. Brainerd Barnes was a mother of two who vanished in 2007. Her remains were found more than three years later. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 253 points, the NASDAQ 59 points in the red. This is SRN News. If there's tension at home, you know what it's like to carry that stress with you throughout the day. A strained relationship with your teen affects all areas of your life. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. If you're carrying a heavy burden for your family right now, plan some time to focus on your own health. Battle-worn moms may think, I can't focus on myself when a kid needs so much help. It seems selfish. That's bogus. We need to change our mindset if we want to grow strong families. Strong, mature teens come from healthy homes. Take care of yourself by focusing on your marriage, finding a support group of like-minded people, and getting plenty of rest. By taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your teen. Want to bring Mark to your church or community? Find out how to request an event in your area when you visit parentingtodaysteens.org. There's major delays because of a crash on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at Blanding Boulevard, blocking the right lane. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on the Arlington Expressway eastbound at the Matthews Bridge. And there's a crash on I-95 southbound at the ramp to County Road 210 in St. John's County. Partly cloudy tonight, low 30, Wednesday sunny, breezy and cold, high only 48. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary, happy that you are with us as we start back into the Gospel of Mark. And Doug has been uh, reviewing uh, kind of what we went over over the past several weeks uh, in Mark chapter 1. And Doug, I know you're going to kind of move on to Jesus beginning his public ministry here in Mark 14 and what he had to say about the gospel. But And you mentioned that uh, in between kind of John the Baptist announcing Jesus and Jesus beginning his public ministry, there was the baptism of Jesus and the temptation of Jesus. And I just wanted to mention, because this I thought this was— really good what you brought out that you know in the baptism of jesus we see jesus identifying with his people a, a, a 
different kind of king, right? Identifying with his people and intervening for his people in the sense that he didn't need to be baptized because mm-hmm. he was sinless. He didn't need to be baptized for the repentance and forgiveness of sins because he didn't have any. No. But yet he said to John, let's do this, right, so that all righteousness will be fulfilled. In other words, he did it to identify with the people that he came to save who do need repentance and faith and forgiveness, right, even yes. though he didn't. Yeah. And then and then secondly, that when when the Spirit descended on him as a dove and the heavens were torn open, you know, God was beginning that process of reconciling his people to himself, and Jesus was the one who was— intervening for his people and he continues to do that to intercede as our great high priest so i just thought those two things were really good good. i'm I'm glad you bring that up because here's the thing jesus also validated john the baptist's ministry by doing what he did to say christianity is not a rogue offshoot but it is true judaism Mm. and um you know it's interesting because uh, John the Baptist, his parents were both from the tribe of uh, Levi, the descendants of Aaron. Um, they were of the high, the priestly line. And so the duties of the priest in the Old Testament was what? To present a sacrifice. Right. And so yeah. John the Baptist's bas- baptism could really be seen as a presentation of the ultimate sacrifice mm. for all of us. So, um, yeah, that's you know, true. Really good. And so I, I, I thought that I just thought that was really, uh, really good. But, um, anyway, you know, when you, when you look at the fact that Jesus said what he said, you know, or, and Mark wrote this, by the way, when Mark wrote that, um, Jesus proclaimed the euangelion, and remember what that word means, and we'll say it again every time we say it. A new king is crowned, uh, a new king is born, or a great military victory. All of those apply to Jesus, right? They all three apply. And he started off by saying that um, the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God actually, is at hand which is God's Messiah has come. That's what he was saying. God's kingdom is here because his king is here to rule and reign. Mm. And um, when you when you think about the gospel, and we, we, we really went over this well, so just we won't spend a lot of time, but the, the, the fact that most of us think only of forgiveness and not his rule and reign means we have not done a very good job of communicating what it entailed. Yeah. So you have a lot of people in our culture, in our country, that believe the gospel is just Jesus dying for their sins, and that's it. But it's more than that. It's yeah. him ruling and reigning. It is him dying. Yeah. It is the distinguishing thing between um, his message and every other religious leader in history's message, but it's more than just your forgiveness. Yeah. It is about your participation in his kingdom work he draws you in he brings you in so that i mean if you're a king you got to have subjects yeah yeah and so it's not about just your personal freedom from you know whatever you want to be free from yeah it it, for me revisiting all of that and being reminded of that and in some ways learning it for the first time reminded me of it, it gives 
you can't say thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven the same way maybe that you kind of, that I kind of recited it rotely maybe for many years without, and I, I don't want to say I recited it rotely because I did understand to some degree that it meant, you know, God's will is done perfectly in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now we're asking for his will to be done perfectly on the earth. Well, this is the beginning of it. It is. This is, this is his kingdom coming and Jesus initiating the rule and reign of himself as the king of God's kingdom extending to the earth. I, I know I've mentioned this before, and I think it's John Eldridge that wrote this in one of his books, that Jesus' coming was an invasion into enemy territory. Mm-hmm. That that we know that Satan is called the the power of the the prince of the air and and the kingdom the, the king of the or the prince of this world, and Jesus is invading that territory and bringing God's kingdom which will event, will culminate in his perfect rule and reign at some point. Yeah, so. and th- th- as he came as king to rule and reign, if, you, if you're thinking of the gospel or good news as that, doesn't it, doesn't it present a different expectation than thinking yeah. he just came to, to right. save me from my sin? Right, right, that he expects me to give up my self-rule and be under his rule. Yeah, and yeah. so he does forgive us our sins. And and part of his ruling and reigning means he has the authority to do that. Yeah. And he does that not so you can be independent. See, the problem with a yeah. lot of us is we want Eden. <laughs> we want to go back to the garden. We want happiness apart from God's plan and apart from his rule. That's what Israel wanted, right? right? right. They, they just... They wanted God to give them um, what they wanted. Yeah. And and what they were really envisioning was getting Rome out of there, not their own person. They didn't think they needed to right. repent. We, we're Israel. Right. Right. We're Abraham's children, right? right? I think so. you said it this way at one point. He, he forgives us and died for us in order to forgive us. There was my New England accent. Forgive <laughs> us. I just heard forgive it. Us. Forgive yeah. us. Yeah, forgive us. Yeah. Um, so that we can be subjects of the kingdom, mm-hmm. right? We can't. Be, that's a prerequisite to being a subject of the kingdom, to belonging to His yeah, kingdom. Yeah, you can't is belong to be if forgiven. If you can't belong, right? If you're you have not to be made right with the king. Yes, and yeah. not under the king's wrath. And mm-hmm. so, that was a prerequisite. So, I that's a different way of of thinking about it from the from the common. Well, he just came personally for me, which he did, but 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 not to to your point to leave me. To my own devices. Okay, so how many people do you think go to church every week with the mindset, I am under his authority and his rule every mm. every day of my life? Yeah. I mean, and so I'm coming to be with other believers to be encouraged as to how I can best follow my king, mm. how I can best live out a life yeah. in his kingdom. It absolutely changes. It changed my perspective going through this yeah so um how do you get there well he tells us right and in verse he says verse uh 15 he says repent and believe in the euangelion well again going back to what we've been saying if it's repent and believe in the fact that okay my sins are forgiven that's one thing but if that's all you believe you're missing 
mm-hmm. what they would have heard. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we should be trying to find out? What would they have heard? Mm-hmm. What 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 did it mean to them? And how do we how do we translate that two thousand years into our world? Well, what they would have heard is um, Jesus is the new King. That's what. That's why they chose that word euangelion. Every person that lived during that time understood that word was only used when a new king was crowned, a new king was born, or a new or a king won a great military victory. Mm-hmm. So to say that, he says, repent. Well, what are you penning, repenting of? Well, for us, most people think that it's just repenting. Well, I've done bad things in my life. And I, and I want him to change that. Well, no, it's repenting. I thought I was leading my own life. Yeah. I thought, yes, we do repent for the things that we've done yep. that have offended. Yep. But those things were not the issue. The issue is you did those things because you believed you were in charge. Yeah. And you thought you could live independently of God's leadership. And so by doing that, you made bad choices that brought bad consequences. And what happens a lot of times is most people just want deliverance from the consequences. And I'm not talking about the eternal consequences. I'm talking about the the worldly consequences, the bad relationships, the bad, you know, um, results Mm -hmm. of, you know, finances or whatever has resulted from that. And he says, no, you need to repent and believe that I'm the king, I rule and reign, I can take care of your sins. Your sins are forgiven because of who I am. Right. I have the authority to do that. And this week at SWAT, at the Bible study, we're going to be looking at the paralytic, which is a great representation of our attitude yeah. and how we should approach him, right? Well, that presents a much bigger perspective a much larger perspective of the gospel, I think, than many of us, including me, have believed and talked about over the years. So really important stuff. We're going to take our last break here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 with a comment or a question, and we'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjax.com. 
That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Folkston at 91.3. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Doug McCary, glad that you are with us. And uh, as we review Mark chapter one, wanted to just give you the reminder. Doug kind of reiterated what SWAT stands for and what it's all about and how it started. And uh, wanted to remind you, if you are a first-time listener or haven't listened for a while, you can go to SWATradio.com to listen to any past broadcast of the program and to also get information on... Uh, our local SWAT um, Bible studies as well. Our brother James Grimm does a great job keeping yeah, that. By the way, belated happy birthday to James Grimm. Uh, it, the presents in the mail, James. And also to our job. SWAT brother, Gary Miller. If yeah, Gary's yeah, listening, that's we, wanted, right. we wanted Gary, to mention Gary's I think he's 70, 70, 72nd birthday, yeah, I think, 72. was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe it was Sunday. Happy birthday to maybe James Grimm and, G- and Gary Miller. Gary's yeah. been part of the Mandarin SWAT for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and we're not going to sing. No, no singing. So. so anyway, but James, we could not uh, have uh, these programs posted without him. He does so much for yep. our internet. And does great recaps of each uh, broadcast as well. Yes, he does. And so we're very uh, glad to have him and appreciate him a lot. Hey, um, I, I wanted to say something. By the way, if you've you know been listening and you are uh, wanting to, uh, to uh, call in, um, you can call 844-777-7928. The last segment is the best time to do that. Um, and you can ask us about anything or talk to us about anything. Uh, we, we, we really enjoy your questions. Um, the reason we do a live broadcast is so that people who are listening can call real time and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't, um, I don't, understand that or i mean you can't do that in a church on sunday i mean uh, you can try but most most pastors are are trying to teach and so as they're trying to teach through you don't have an opportunity but we want to provide you an opportunity to call in about anything you might have heard uh or uh, we've talked about and uh, we realize that um you know uh, it's it, we don't get a lot of calls but we get some that are yep. really good and we appreciate we them uh because some of this stuff is was new to me uh, as i was going through i didn't didn't even learn about this stuff till i went over to israel mm-hmm. and i was you know, with a guy who had studied the history of the jewish people in that area saw the little squares where they said i always thought gospel or euangelion was a spiritual word i mm-hmm. never knew it right. was a secular term right right and, but literally means good announcement yeah and, the, and it, it's the announcement of those three things yeah. that you've been talking about exactly that was yeah. the only time that yeah. it could be used yeah uh at least within the roman culture yep. so yep. uh i think we got a caller 
So, right? Uh, I think, Jeremy, we got a caller. Yeah. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio. Yes. Good evening. How are you all? We're good. good. Who is this? Evangelist Winston. Hey, how are you? I'm blessed. I have a real big question I would like to know. Okay. Can you, I know you're, you don't, well, I'll just ask it. Uh, why do God or Jesus allow the, there's, I'm trying to get someone to help me cast out these demon spirits that my ex-ex family sent. And uh, they, they are here with me everywhere I go, like this preacher told me back in 74. And I'm tired of living like this. I didn't even want to come into the new year with them. So can you tell me why does the, Jesus allow demons to tell Satan's people, everything I'm going to do, or if I have a little piece of money or my tithes on me or whatever, he let them tell. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to nobody but the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Demons are out there. Uh, They, but they, they, they can't take you over. They can oppress you. And we're told that we see that in scripture, how, they tried to do that with Paul. Uh, they tried to do that with other servants. And, you know, when you look at uh, the, the demons and the angels, angels uh, and demons, are they do battle. Uh, demons are nothing more than fallen angels. And so uh, some of them are already locked down in darkness, according to what Jude says. Others... Um, are allowed to operate. You remember Jesus cast some into the pigs. Uh, and Yeah, and then into the sea. Yes, yep. yeah. And, uh, but, but I need somebody to do that for me. Well, Jesus Jesus can protect you, uh, and he can protect you. He does. Yeah, and so uh, he cast out a lot of demons, but you can't be possessed by a demon as a child of God if you're a child of God. Um, because you're possessed by the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, the Holy right. Spirit. Uh, and and Jesus said in First John, little children, you are from God. You've overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And so that's his word. Um, now, that doesn't mean that Satan and his minions can't try to hurt you. They can't try to bring lying spirits, unclean spirits, and do all these different things to God's people. They can push out false doctrine. We know that. Um, and they are enemies of God and enemies of God's people. But it says that Christ has disarmed the powers and authorities, right? Um, and He, through the cross, he did that. And so my encouragement to you is to take 1 John 4, 4, that verse I quoted, he, the one who's in you is greater than the one who is in the world. and I know that he is. But you let me, I'll let you talk now. I have one more thing to say. Okay. I am a woman of God. I'm an evangelist. I'm the only one out of many, many sisters and brothers that my mom and dad had still on the Lord's side. Mm-hmm. My mom kept telling me somebody was doing witchcraft and black magic to her. I said, Mom, ain't nobody around but family. 
But silly old me, I didn't realize it. It was family. They're the ones that did this. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much a woman of God and on the Lord's side mm-hmm. and been baptized, saved and sanctified and everything. Mm-hmm. And they are here because when the person told me what was going on, I looked at him and laughed and said, Satan is a lie. That ain't going to happen. I'm a woman of God. I'm an evangelist. Mm-hmm. And he, he was sure right. And I start noticing things like they were saying. My plants were dying. People were coming against me. They shake your hand. Your whole arms start hurting. Oh, yes, they are here. Mm. And I am a woman of God. That's the only reason I'm still standing and have not committed suicide because I'm tired of living like this. Well, well, listen, uh, is, is it Winston? Is that right? Winston? That's right. Okay. L- listen, I'm... So I'm me, I'm not a woman of God. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm saying you said they cannot be here. I said no, no, no. Yeah, I said they, they can't, they can't inhabit you. They can oppress you. They can, they can try to harm you. But what I'm saying is that they do every doggone day. Well, well, well. Listen, Winston. I, I would like to pray for you. Can I pray for you right now? I know. I know. Listen, God, I just lift up Winston to you right now. Your word says that we don't wrestle against people, but against the powers of darkness, against the rulers. And Lord, it's not our battle. And I pray for Winston that she would just continue to cry out to you, Lord Jesus, that you even now are intervening for her. Maybe her call in is because of your prompting just to to let her know that she doesn't do this alone. She's not alone in the battle. And I pray that you would help her persevere because your word tells us that you are greater than any demonic force. There's no force greater than you. And so I just lift her up to you now and pray for your encouragement. I pray for your peace over her. And pray, Lord, that you would strengthen her through your word and your spirit in the days to come to know that even though we battle against these forces, that, Lord, you give us a victory. We have victory because of you. You've already won it. You won it on the cross. And so I pray your peace for her today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Winston, um, I, I, I'm so sorry that the battle is hard, uh, but, but continue to stay in his word and let his word encourage you. And, um, and I, I'm so thankful that you are persevering, that you are staying with him because he loves you, he cares about you, and you do not fight this battle alone. Okay. Will you let us know how you're doing on another day? Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. You know, well, Satan is really, really um, unleashed. I mean, there's so much happening in our world today. It is sad. Uh, but, But the sadder part for me is how how people feel they they don't have the encouragement of mm. the body mm-hmm. they don't have the encouragement of people saying you're not alone 
you can you can do this. You know, Paul was discouraged. You know, my wife and I were talking about this the other day about how Paul said he despaired of life because you know he asked God to take a thorn from him three times, a thorn of the flesh, a pain that Satan, a messenger of Satan, was bringing against him, and and so. God continued to urge, encourage him. And so when he says, not my strength, but thy strength, he's saying that I can do all things through Christ.